Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach and the host joining me this evening are John Christian and Master Troy Sandlin. And how are we doing, everybody? Good evening. Oh, well, uh, those listeners who have uh, held out through this crazy week have experienced a vast plethora, a veritable dearth of episodes from our crew. And we're not uh, All done the yet. interviews. We're not, are not done, done yet. yet. No. Well, we might be done by the time this recording comes out. I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll yeah. See. Well, yeah. <laughs> they better be. What is there going to be like four episodes of interviews dropping? Uh, four episodes of interviews and a recap of said interviews and then Jeez. this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, buckle up, folks. Um, but before we did all that, we did Winter Fantasy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Right before we did all that, we did Winter Fantasy. And uh, we never got around to recording a, uh, a recap episode. We always do a post-con uh, episode. So we're just going to chat for a few minutes here. Uh, we're not going to do news today. Um, and we're just kind of going to review Winter Fantasy uh, Online. Um, I think... A lot of our friends in the DM world voted to uh, pass on Winter Fantasy Online this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 wound was still too fresh and too deep. Uh, as Winter Fantasy twenty twenty was our last in person con, and it's the best con. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yep. they couldn't bear the thought of of doing it online. I shall not be smirched your memory. And it's another, now we've got another year that we have to wait. Unless Dave were to somehow pull out of his keister, like semi-winter fantasy, you know, uh, late mid-November 20, or fall fantasy or something like that, right? Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) Autumn fantasy. I would go. Uh, Yeah, 10 of 10 would go again. Oh, yeah. Um... So, yeah, so, but the three of us did, uh, along with many, many, many other people. Um, it ended up being an excellent time. Uh, and so, I think what we can do right out the gate is just, Troy, give us a rundown of who did what of the three of us this winter fantasy. Uh, John and I did uh, the traditional kind of thing. Um, he ran. Mm-hmm. He ran some season ten. We both ran season ten material. We both ran the uh, the epic uh, titled "Terror in Ten Towns." Um, that was fun. Uh, I ran ten uh, four and ten five of the season ten stuff. Um, Cold benevolence and the other one escapes me at, at this moment. And John, you ran. I ran ten two. Which was uh, uh, not called Benevolence. It was something else. Gnashing, <laughs> that was 10-4. Was it Gnashing uh, Teeth? Or was yes, that Gnashing Teeth. Gnashing yeah, Gnashing, Gnashing Teeth. That's what it was. We, we, we ran so many of these modules, the names kind of run together. <sighs> they do, and I man. believe we also did some Learn to Play sessions. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't do any Learn to Plays this time yeah, around. Okay. I had I done, them, I'd done them previously, but they were they had a, lot, a lot of fun yeah. uh, teaching uh, newbies how to play D&D and kind of bringing some of the, the folks that had... 
held the the holdouts even through all of the pandemic quarantine they still had not played the mm. little to no online play yet yeah. so mm. uh so brought them brought them into the fold with some roll 20 yep trying to bring them in. and then zach decided to go all gonzo on us and offer a learn to play track of four different systems uh so you got to play four times over the weekend, um, four-hour slots, and it was he was showing you how to how to play the system's Mothership, which is a fantastic setting, uh, Cyberpunk Red, which was a fantastic setting, uh, Call of Cthulhu, uh, which edition is that? Seventh edition. Seventh. Seventh yeah. edition, which is a lot of fun, and the one that I haven't got to play yet, uh, Monster of the Week. So I can't yeah. tell you honestly if that's fabulous, but I'm sure it is because I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. Um, so yeah, a lot of people got to uh, jump in with Zach and play four completely different games in four completely different systems and be introduced to things other than D&D because shock and awe, there are other game systems out there. There are. <gasps> yes. Impossible. Yes, if you have been listening to our last four episodes you know that by now but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i also got to play i forgot to mention it before but i also got to play in brendan's uh written adventure that's non-al but set in icewind dale during yeah. the time of the frost maiden with pregens yeah. which is always great and uh, so that was a lot of fun uh, without spoilers zach how was that was that good yeah he had um he had a new, like, weird, like, oh, creature of the north. We'll just put it in that way. And uh, you also got to get to know some of the uh, barbarian tribes, and and it, it was it was one hundred percent felt appropriate for the setting, mm-hmm. and you know how we feel about um, about Rime of the Frost Maiden, but. Um, I really felt like he did a good job of giving us this like really small contained story that felt like it understood the horrific atmosphere that was surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really, really contained, you know, it doesn't step outside its boundaries too much. Um, and he just did a great, he, he did a good job putting it together. And then he had little pre-gens that were themed around Icewind Dale more than okay. anything. Um, that I really appreciated because what it turned us into was people who had a purpose for being in the Dale and not, uh, you know, six wackos who were just kind of waltzing in. Right on. Very cool. Because, yeah, uh, I might, uh, if, there's a t- if there's a ticket left, I might jump in on his Sunday running of that this coming weekend mm-hmm. at the virtual D&D weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I've known Brendan for... for several years he he was at one of my first tables in early on in my baldman career and so i've i've kept in touch with him ever since and then he joined the joined the crew like you know a lot of you should yeah beautiful that is brendan lewis and the module is hunger right yes yeah it's icewind dale curses hunger or something yes. like that you can and find I, it on the dm's guild yep find it on the dm's uh, guild and if you look up Brendan Lewis, you'll you'll find it too. I'm sure. Um, so I have a couple questions for the two of you. Um, I'll I guess I'll I'll 
turn to John first, but this first question is for both of you. You both read the epic, the new epic for the season. Um, we haven't talked, we talked about uh, epics on a recent podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like, how did you feel like these epics went, or this epic went on Winter Fantasy Online? Uh, so they're maturing. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the, a lot of the past year has been them trying to figure out how to create an experience online that is similar to, if not as good as, or something akin to the in-person play experience that you get with an Epic, um, just you know, using technology to, to connect everybody. And so between using some Twitch streaming in order to broadcast out up the updates, whereas instead you'd have Troy standing on a chair and screaming <laughs> at people, instead it is the dulcet tones of Krishna uh, in, in very Ben Stein fashion uh, uh, explaining what's going on uh, along the, the, the battlefront uh, in the, the adventure. Um, it's get, becoming, it's better. It's getting better. At, at first, it was try, a lot of trying to figure out how this is going to work out and trying yeah. to make it as interactive as possible between the tables, make those things count. Uh, between wandering monsters that would show up at your your table, special side events that would occur during the the adventure, and I, I think another thing too is the adventure itself uh, is getting. You can tell where they're trimming it for online play to stay within the four hour time. In in particular, uh, I will give them kudos on that. It was the the schedule stayed tight, and we stayed on that schedule. It ex- extended a little bit. I think we there was a little bit of bloat, like fifteen to twenty minutes at most the first day. Uh, that we did it that Friday, but then the Saturday game, we were, it was run and done within the four hour time slots. Yeah. Very, very, nice. yeah, it was very, very good. And the the adventure itself was good that I got a lot of compliments from the players about the, um, not, it wasn't, it's not necessarily sandboxy, but it can be, you can, depending on the right GM running it, you can give your players a lot of control over the tempo with it. Like it's, here's how much time we've got to do the thing. But the thing can be dealt with however the players want to. So it was, it was uh, I enjoyed it as a DM running that adventure because they just kind of gave me like, um, like um, I don't know, what's the word? They kind of gave me like the story, the the big hits, like make sure this, this, mm-hmm. this, and this, this, these are things that they can get done or kind of like in this realm mm-hmm. and then just see what happens, right? And so I, I gave them the backdrop of what was going on and let them lead it. And they came up with a lot of ideas that I thought were, were really, really good. And those are some of my favorite sessions are the ones where I'm not just sitting there droning on yes. for 15, <laughs> 20 minutes at a time, which it really feels like that these days in particular, when you're playing, when you're doing online or this online play, I feel like I'm, I'm just talking the entire time sometimes. And I'm like, and what do you want to do? And what do you think you should do? What do you guys want to do next? Is like that's constantly having to come come about. As opposed to this time around, it was like, okay, here's the backdrop of what's going on. How do you guys want to handle that? And then yep. they kind of like, I'm like, and I'm going to let you guys talk about it for a good 10, 15 minutes to kind of come up with a game plan, and then we'll walk through the the rest of the stuff together. So mm-hmm. cool. it's really good, getting better, certainly. I, I definitely agree. Um, it it very it was very much similar to the other epic knucklehead rally. The Great mm-hmm. Knucklehead Rally, whatever it's called, um, it had those same similar beats, but I I think I think this one um, 
used those same beats in an, in a very unique way and mm-hmm. allowed you to do some different things, uh, explore different areas. And all of my groups really got involved with the NPCs that we were assigned to mm-hmm. uh, portray at first yeah. to the point where when given the option to go to a different town to do something or stay, all of my tables said, no, we're staying in this town because Mm -hmm. we care about these people. And it's Mm -hmm. like, wow, that's and that says something about the adventure. It says something about how that gave us. and, and, And of course, you know, running it from the first time to the last time I got better at portraying those, NPCs mm-hmm. and could hook them even faster and deeper and they <laughs> yeah. really had they really had that no we you know old man Wallace is here we got to make sure that you know he's okay and <laughs> you know and, and squib we can't forget about squib you know and it made or it curl. all it, or well, curl I, right that, from that Dugan's hole right that wasn't my my town oh wasn't yeah, I ended nope. up I actually kind of like I breadcrumb trailed my, one of my tables to uh, to Dugan's Hole so that they could uh, interact with Curl. And, and the reason being was because two out of the six players had played at one of my, at the the table before where I had run that adventure for them. Nice. So for them, they were like they were excited to go to Dugan's Hole because that character that NPC was there and they wanted to see how hit that person that had, the NPC had progressed. Right. And uh, so, so that, that was kind of like this. It's like a recurring theme or a, a character in the, on those sessions. Yeah. Which so which, let me. That actually, Curl, bringing up Curl, I want to talk about him after a bit, but go ahead. Well, that, that might lead into this then. So my, my follow-up to you both is, um, how do you think that the AL campaign for Rime of the Frost Maiden is going so far? We're, now we're a handful of, uh, we've got two epics and five, six other regular adventures in. Troy, you're ready. Go for I'm it. I'm ready. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I'm sorry, Watsy, but the AL campaign is knocking you guys in the dirt as far as Rhyme of the Frost Maiden hardback goes. Hmm. That Rhyme of the Frost, as, as far as I'm concerned, if you want to play Rhyme of the Frost Maiden and you want to get that isolationist horror, you want to get that creepy factor, don't even crack that book. <laughs> Just go on DM's Guild and buy the Season 10 modules because they're doing it right. There's no extraneous... Uh, goofy junk there's no forced humor there's no hey here's this cool plot idea that never gets touched on again or you know it, it they're just doing it right and i know that i know i'm being harsh but i'm i'm still very bitter about the whole rhyme of the frost maiden promise <laughs> and then Watsy needs to hurry up and get us another adventure so we have something New we yeah, need another horse true. to beat. Where, we need another yeah. ho- dead horse keep? to <laughs> give, give us candle keep. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be super as, excited for candle keep, but yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be as I'm not as hard on it as as Troy is. As much as I am, I'm hard on Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. I mean, I had to gut it in order to make it work, but uh, yeah, I mean, like the I think some of the strong points of the season ten material is how they are they are they are providing little Easter eggs in each one of the sessions and each one of the modules that marries up with something else, marries up with something else. Um, there's one particular bad 
that you get little bits and pieces of that'll show up that kind of foreshadows an interaction that you'll have at the later at a later time. And if the if the players go through it from from end to end one to five or whatever, and you kind of get you get access to the bad at some point, which uh, no spoilers. But if you get to the, that big bad at one point, it can be really, really climactic, a really cinematic moment that you've been waiting for, and you knew it was going to happen. Oh, my God, here it is. Or and it happens really early on, right? It happens early. It can be very painful, too. Yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, <laughs> there's... Um, I think that what it does is... Frostmaiden Frost was a real, really slow burn, and that can work. It's working for my, my weekly game. But, um, but for... A six-story arc, or six-part story arc, five or six or whatever it is now, right? For the season ten material, it's really tight. It's really well it's done. Really tight. You know, so they they deserve they deserve the kudos for it. The the whole oh. right, all the writing team members. And and, and sure. uh, yeah, episode six is coming out this weekend at uh, Virtual D and D weekend for yep. February. Right on. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I'm digging it. I'm actually uh, I don't I don't think I've told anybody. Uh, well, out in out in listener land yet. I don't know if I told you guys. Uh, I, you know, sidebar, I am going to, for the first time, I'm going to play with my, my nephew, his son, to my, another, uh, another great nephew and great niece and a good friend of mine in March and introducing some of those people to D&D for the first time. Right and on. bringing some of them back to D and D after mm-hmm. ten years or so, <laughs> and I am using Rhyme of the, the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden Adventures League modules mm. to do so. Nice, very cool. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked. Was there anything else that we should talk about with uh, Winter Fantasy here? Uh, yes, I got to play. Uh, well, I got to run for two of the sessions. One of your players, Zach. Uh, Ulysses. Yes, and so did John. Yeah, and so did I. Yep. Bite size gaming gambit. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I want to say I don't know how I feel about him. Hmm. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll just be blunt. He screwed me over. Hmm. Yeah, Ooh. He. He. Uh, I'll set the tone. I'll set the tone. It was during the epic. It was a tragic tale. Uh. There's something there's there's a boon that the the players can receive the characters can receive in the epic, and uh, he utilized that boon in a in a most heinous way. Mm-hmm. I rolled an attack against him. Crit on mm-hmm. both my rolls two twenties, mm-hmm. and he used his boon and made me real well. And I think I rolled a three. and he laughed at me (laughs) and then it happened again I crit him again and he made me (laughs) re-roll a second time so Ulysses if you're out there listening he is my giant owl is coming for you my friend (laughs) (laughs) that's the most intimidating thing I've heard all day long man yes I'd be shaking in my boots if I were him he better and also and also, Troy's coming for you in D and D. That's right. <laughs> You're mine. Uh, no, that's great. Uh, I, I think that's cool. Uh, I think it's cool when when we hear from players who got to run through multiples of our crew, 
And yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. It, it, was, it, it was really cool. You know, there's several of you out there who have gotten to do that, and I think that that it's fun to have you at the table. Uh, it's fun to then you to be at somebody else's, one of our else, other friends' tables, and then uh, it's fun to hear what you thought um, about about each one. So, yeah, that was, See, that I was always cool want to be the fir- I always want to be the first one in the round, mm. right? That they come to because I have a feeling that if if they come to me after that, they're just sent. That's one of you are sending trouble to me. It's not the player is trouble necessarily, but the the player has been given a grenade with the pin pulled to be summarily dropped into my lap in well, these adventures. Okay, so. did how, did you did Ulysses say anything or do anything? He he was he was very complimentary and, and he was uh, very gracious. Uh, he did not cause any any ruckuses. I didn't hear about the. Uh, about him um, uh, negating dirty, your crits, dirty dog, dirty dog in my uh, my, <laughs> my dump, my crits. Yeah, he, I did not, I did just, not hear that. He just, but it was, it was. He did say it. At the, he did say it at the very beginning, where he's like, "Oh, and I'm your list." Like, oh my god, yeah, it's you. Because all that did was like it put the pressure on him. Like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Like these these guys that 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 talk a big game about playing games, running games, and uh, and giving other people advice on how to do it or whatever. And I'm like. Oh, all I could do is, is just like a, leave a really bad taste in this guy's mouth. Yeah. I hate this. Oh. <laughs> all I can do is fail. This, this is mine to lose right here. This yep, is, this mine is to it. Lose. Well, yes, see now yes. now he's on my list twice because I sent him to your table with a message. Oh, and he was supposed to do anything that he could possibly come up with to dog Dragon Lance. <laughs> Not once. Thank you, like, Ulysses. You have inspiration uh, at my table. The next ow. time you come come in, and now that I know you but freaking you can't assassin. Use it at my table. You oh no! It's coming. It's happening. Snake. Yes. I'll I'll have him. I will ha- somehow or another. I'm going to have him play a Kender at your table. It's going to happen. Oh, geez. it's going to. You're going to. You've earned it. But no, it's oh, a, it a lot of fun. Lot I had really people. good. I had in, in in general. I had really really good players. I, I just like it's yeah. it's. I'm batting a thousand, man. Really good players at my table. Yeah, it's I'm just, knocking. I'm knocking on a press board right now, hoping that that yeah. doesn't. Uh, Mm-hmm. doesn't change any time soon because yeah i have not had a bad a bad player since we started this online journey mm-hmm. uh back in it's well and it, what's great too is that it's 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 different right think about winter fantasies in the past and this is kind of like a good way to like a kind of like a, to talk about winter fantasy specifically is at winter fantasy when you muster you've got tickets you go and you talk to somebody then they point to a table and you have no you, there's no agency in who you go to or what table you go to, what DM you want playing for you. At Winter Fantasy last year, talking about a differentiation between this year and last year, I had players that wanted to play at my table that were discouraged from going to my table either because, like, no, they've already got players over there or you can't ask for your DM. That's a, that's a, that's a no-no. I didn't get into trouble necessarily, but it was, it was a ruckus. Right where the players like, no man, I want to go in there and play with John, and they were kind of like made a, they made a scene about not a scene, but like they got they they really wanted it, so they, they pushed riding, it hard enough to where they they got they what had they wanted. Signs. That's what it was. And, <clears throat> but yeah. but it is interesting now that Winter Fantasy you can you can do that. That's what we that's what we did this year. You could actually publicize your tickets ahead of time, and people can play at your table if that's what they want to do. Play at your specific table, which is a huge compliment to me. Is if you seek me out and find my table to play at again. Holy crap! I did no, something. That makes right. you feel better. Oh yeah, yeah. It it's awesome. Better. Really, really awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool beans. Uh, so a successful winter fantasy. Yeah. All the way so, around. Yeah, I think so. so. Zach, out of, out of, I have a question for Zach. 
out of the four systems you ran out of the four sessions not and I'm not I'm not asking you to pick mm-hmm. like favorites as far as new new systems or anything like that but which which running which game did you run that was at the top of the four which was like okay. oh man that was the most fun and why I would say um I would say Call of Cthulhu hit mm. hit hit the notes this time. Um, you know the other ones all had their qualities, but there's just that module that I run, uh, Camp Sunny, just is made for memorable sessions. That's 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 true. And um, and we had really good one. We had a really good session with it. Uh, so much so that we led into Monster of the Week after on the next day, and players wanted to cross their character over into the new system and new setting and just continue on and some of them did in fact one of them played the same character and one of them played like like a daughter or something like it, 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 that's kind of so we got they wanted to continue the experience from the day before that's cool um, which is always a good sign yeah that's so, cool yeah yeah but but also disappointing because that means some of the people got out alive yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, we had they a really they interesting. They weren't thoroughly terrified enough. That, that yeah, existential man. dread oh. you know, missed the I'll mark. I'll tell you, though, man. Okay, so, uh, Troy, you've played in that I did. Game I played Camp Sunny, yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I think that we had the most brutal killing in in that in Saturday session. And it may be the most brutal way I've ever killed a PC um, in any RPG. Um, I'll see if I can make this really brief, but it's a it, it showcases how uh, call is different than than D and D or whatever. But a player was out on a lake in a boat with some other players, and some fish people started attacking them from down below and upset the boat, started pulling people into the water. And on the bank, they could see the villains watching it, just watching, enjoying, soaking it in. And one of the villains that the party had not fully uh, come to an understanding with yet was the sheriff. And one of the players managed to get out of the lake, and she hauled herself onto the bank, and she started yelling for the sheriff to come save these herself and the other PCs who were drowning and being pulled under. And he just walked up, pulled out his revolver and shot her in the head and she died. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. It would have been like, I would have been like, and then he comes uh, up to you and you expect his hand to reach down and help pull you up. Instead, all you receive is a boot on your forehead as he pushes you down into the water. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, that's basically, yeah. It's like, um, it's like, um, She's That's screaming. Awesome. I'm like, okay, the, the, the sheriff, he like looks over to Janice, who's one of the villains, and then he kind of unclipped his revolver from his holster, and he just walks over to you, and as you're pulling yourself out of the water and you're just drenched, he pulls the hammer back, puts it to your temple, and pulls the trigger. All right, you're dead, so let's move on to the next person. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like that's, that's the abruptness 
of that system, and mm-hmm. it, it, there's no there's no true mercy except in a swift death, right? Mm-hmm. And right, yes. And it was such a like I, you can't do that every time. I didn't do that every time. Uh, it's not something that you won't necessarily want to end your game on, but it was a lot of fun. That's cool. That that's pretty cool. And sorry for whoever was playing that character. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I remembered. All all those characters kind of started swimming together, but um, I think it was um, uh, Andrew Hindenburg, another DM with oh, Baltman. Yeah. So if uh, if he's listening or if you know him, uh, ask him to talk about his character and call, and he'll probably recount that story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the flip side, I'll note that um, uh, I had a rougher time with Mothership combat. And I would like to run that more, but I would like to run it uh, with a revised combat system because it can get really clunky how it currently is. Now, did you, did you run it as rules as written pretty much, or did you do some changes like we I ran it about? a few times, and the last time I made some a few changes, and it really worked a lot better, but I think it could make even a few more changes. Um, I just don't like what I don't – it's annoying when it is a contested role every time you do anything in combat. Um, so I, I would like to fix that. Um, and then the other system that I found a little bit difficult was Monster of the Week, but full disclosure on that one is that that was the first time I had ran it, so uh, that's probably on me just not being as comfy. But I think it was a, it was a lot of fun, uh, but I think it could have been better after another time or two. So. Right on. Yeah, great, great weekend. I would do that again. 10 out of 10, I would run these systems again. I'd run four different systems again. If that's something that you like, dear listener, if you want to learn systems with me, um, make your voice heard uh, on the Bald Man channels, on socials, anything you want, because um, I would love to run systems for you uh, on a regular basis. Yeah, I yeah. think that's an awesome idea. Yeah, I, I loved it. I, I was uh, I was rooting for it for sure that you'd get a, get full tables and rooting for the experience because I think it's uh, as much as I love D and D, I think that that is a I thought it was a brilliant brilliant idea. Introduce like a, a fast introduction to those four different uh, engines, mechanics, settings. That seems like a, that would have been I would have been I would have jumped on that in a heartbeat if I next, hadn't been running. Next time, if I get a next time, I'm gonna do. Instead of a, a four-track, I'm going to do a two-track mm. and make it easier for people to fit it into their schedule because that's one of the things I heard a lot of. It was like, I really want to do this, but just how it worked within the schedule as a whole, it meant that you could really only do that, or at least yeah. it was hard to do much else. And so I should have broken it into halves and said, you can play these two or these two or sign up for both and do all four. That's, that's the yeah. an even better idea, yeah. I like that. So what about John? Um, so for me, ten uh, two was fun. I hadn't run ten two yet. Um, it was good. Again, I, by the players are, are making these tables. To be honest with you, are making the sessions. So that's I think that's the, the main main thing that, that I want to have as a takeaway that our listeners will li- are maybe take from this is whether it's me, Zach, Troy, or any other DM in the Baldman galaxy so to speak uh or if it's your own or whoever it is that you you play with make sure that you're engaged 
and uh, and go in there having a good time and want to be a part of it because the the players that were the funnest to play with uh, were the ones that were not weren't always ta- ta- talking the entire time, but they were engaged in the story. That's kind of like uh, the uh, the thing that Colville laments is you don't have to be engaged in my world creation, right? But be engaged in the story and in the uh, the, the conversations with one another and what's going on at the table and be like the, the, the best players were the ones that had like a lot of energy about it. Again, mm-hmm. they, I had some introverts that weren't super duper chatty or care like the, the, you know, the face characters in the group, but were excited to play and to, to be a part of it. And they had, they brought a lot to the, to the table. So that kind of that level of energy it helps me i feed off of it and i would be willing to argue that any other gm or dm is going to have the same thing so but that's i think that's one of the things that's the most positive that came from the weekend uh it's it's still tough right it is not the same you know we still hung out in chat and we drank you know we did our our drink at the um <laughs> on saturday night mm-hmm. but it just wasn't the same as it is uh as it usually is. So all it did is it made me want Winter Fantasy that much more. Um, yeah. And I, like I said before, Fort Wayne needs to go embrace itself because 2022 is going to be a friggin' rager. Um, <laughs> the, the the nerds are going to come hurting in, and we're going to you know set the whole thing ablaze. I'm, just, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, otherwise, I mean, the, the weekend was good. Had. Uh, uh, the epic was was interesting. You know, I I ran the epic, I ran a special at Gen Con 2020, and that was the first time I'd done it. Before that, you know, Troy and I were supposed to ad- admin an epic together, and it didn't pan out. And so, this was really my first full fledged experience with it, and it was an, an online play, and it went better than I thought that it would. I was really nervous that I would miss the cues or miss my timing and things like that. But uh, the admins did a phenomenal job keeping us herded. You know, and keeping us up to date and having that that running clock in the Twitch channel was a huge help, huge because I could go back and oh, see where I'm at. Mm-mm, gonna have to speed it up. And there were a couple of times in there, um, in my second session in particular, where um, I had prepared every. I thought that I had prepared everything, and then the I got bobbed and weaved on by my players and went into an area where I was like not prepared and had to riff off of it, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm 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 grateful for the fact that my players, they didn't derail. They just went a different direction than I was expecting, and uh, in staying within the story, and uh, I had to kind of like I had to do a lot of improv, and it worked out really really well. And then we I usually do like a curtain lift at the end of the session with them, like, oh yeah, that all that right there, I pretty much made all that up, you know, and they were really complimentary about, oh my god, you made all that stuff up. That was so good, you know. So that that was good a good morale boost for me for the for the weekend too. It was good. Right all in all, it was good. It's just not the same. I missed a lot of the GMs that that weren't able to to run. It would have been nice to kind of just you know in between sessions hang out with them and yeah. see how they were doing. But um, mm-hmm. Grab next a year, and a beer. yep, absolutely, yep. beautiful. Okay, well I think that's going to conclude. Oh, well, I, I, one more thing. Oh. Oh, one more. All right. I, just, I want to give John a shout out. Oh, alrighty. Uh, we we discussed uh, one of the the modules, ten dash four. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> off off camera, 
um, from the podcast here and how, how we would do things different and this and that. And so I took, I took what he was, he was talking about and I thought, you know, I'm going to try to implement this in, in the running. And, uh, Ulysses was in, was in this group and it got to a certain, a certain part. Uh, and that's why we were talking about curl earlier. Mm. And I, I put out the breadcrumbs for the, for the, the players to kind of, to pick up on. And it took them a little bit to kind of start to nibble. But it was almost like once they started nibbling and the information started coming out, you could, I was getting the impression that they, that those with their cameras on were leaning closer and closer mm-hmm. to the camera because they were getting pulled in. <laughs> and by the time I hit the, uh, you know, the crescendo of that whole scene, nobody said anything. They yeah. just sat there for a moment. And I kept looking at those that had their cameras on and it's like, I don't, I, I, right. I need to move this along. <laughs> Because yeah. it's a heavy moment, and it, mm. okay, now we're going to. And it was it was one of those moments where you felt it, mm. and it you you don't get that very often. You don't get that in on a regular basis in your home campaigns. You you hardly ever get it in a convention setting, and when you get it, you get it. And yeah. it was it was. Awesome. It, it was yeah, the way that it panned out, it's a really emotionally evocative thing that you can do with it. It's yeah, it's the right person has to run it. You have to kind of like have the a particular the GM or the DM needs to be kind of like tuned in to that element in the story. But um, yeah, it was it was really really good. I had two players that got emotional at two different tables at that moment that you're talking about in ten four, and then I had one player. She goes, um, I, I, can we take a break? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like really heavy. It's all good. It's all good. No, I, sh- I need to call my dad. I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really good stuff. And, yeah, thanks, and, Troy. I appreciate it. And again, you know, the, the table, the table made it. They take, they made that moment. Um, and it wasn't, they didn't really talk about it afterwards, but you know, you, you felt that kind of heaviness. Mm-hmm. In the in the session, it was it was really really cool. Um, Ulysses, like yeah. I said, Ulysses was was there at the table. Um, so shout out for him for helping you know pull that all that together because it just kind of coalesced and and uh, thanks man. He and he and uh, tracks and, and the others. Yeah, it was really it was a lot of fun and uh, I'm I'm glad I got to because I I was one of the ones that was debating on whether I should run Winter Fantasy or not because mm-hmm. it's in my hometown all, pretty much. It's just right up the road. And it was like, man, you know, it really sucked because I would just drive up and hang out with everybody all day long and whatever. But yeah, I went ahead and head and did it, and and it was awesome. And right and uh, got to play with uh, Girk and his family again, so that was that was pretty cool. Couple a couple players that I had uh, at previous Winter Fantasies and Gen Cons, uh, they uh, were at one of my at my table with with Girk and his family, so it was a really cool mix and a lot of fun to get to play with them again. So nice. like we like we tell you all, all you people that all three of you that listen, Winter <laughs> Fantasy is our family reunion. And mm-hmm. and that, that's what it really is. 
it's our family reunion. Whether whether you're new to the, you're new to the family or you've been with us for years. So if you get the chance, make the trip. That's right. Yep, I love it. Absolutely. And turn your cameras on when you're playing with us. <laughs> here, 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 here. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, I think with that, we're gonna call it good. Uh, nice little winter fantasy recap. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, a more traditional episode, so keep an eye out for that in your feed. No idea what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure we'll think of something. And uh, one of these days, Troy and John and I are going to get around to revamping some of this podcast business yeah. and seeing what comes of that. So who knows what the rest of this year might have in store. Uh, until then, we'd encourage you to hang out with us on our social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and there's a Twitter account, I believe, that you can check out. Um, that's right. Uh, those are the places to go if you want to play games with us, because uh, that's what we post on those things, along with projects that we're a part of, or projects that we fall in love with, projects that we talk about here on the episodes. Um, by and large, that's what's there. Uh, projects that we love, projects that we're a part of, and, and games that we're going to play. Uh, so everything that you should want to be a part of. Uh, anything else I'm missing, fellas? I don't think, I don't think so. Uh, okay. Virtual D&D weekend is coming up this weekend for February. That's right. 19th, Another one coming up in the 19th. Yep. 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 Make those happen if you can. Uh, even just a game or two kind of keeps you in the loop, lets you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And there's some really fun exclusive things there, premieres there. I'm going to be running yeah. some Eberron stuff again. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you next week then. All right, y'all. Thanks, everybody. Have a good game.